Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. History doesn't exactly repeat itself, but it does rhyme. The year was 1775. The government in the British colony in North America was out of money to pay its soldiers. The American Revolution was well underway, and they needed cash to help fund the Revolutionary War. Continentals, as they were called at the time, quickly lost value, partly because they were not backed by a physical asset like gold or silver, but also due to the fact that way too many bills were printed. Here we are in 2020. Ignorance of history and ignorance of economics is spreading through the country faster than the COVID-19 virus. So much of what you're hearing in the mainstream media is just plain wrong. Problem is that much of the economic ignorance sits in our houses of parliament and in our legislative bodies. We've got Senator Mike Gennaris, Deputy Leader of the Senate in New York State, advocating a 90-day suspension of residential and commercial rents for tenants and small businesses impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. How will the building owners survive for 90 days? How will this modern-day Robin Hood shower cash upon the tenants and ultimately protect the banking system from collapsing? Not to worry, the evictions in the state have also been frozen by a moratorium by the unified court system, and Governor Cuomo has already ordered a 90-day mortgage moratorium. But wait a minute. Rents pay for much more than just the mortgage on a property. Where will the money to pay for the property managers come from? Where will the funds for maintenance of the properties come from? I guess the federal government will helicopter in more money into those businesses. Tuesday this week, the Dow went up nearly 11% in the largest single-day gain since 1933. What was the driver for that? The news that the Federal Reserve would buy an unlimited number of U.S. Treasuries. That's right, there's no limit. Republicans and Democrats on Wednesday reached a deal on a $2 trillion funding package. The fiscal stimulus will be used to help businesses and individuals affected by the outbreak. The mechanism for getting money into people's hands is not quite clear yet. What part will constitute a loan? What part will be an outright grant? We're truly in an unprecedented time. It's tempting to blame the bursting of a balloon on the pin. But if the balloon wasn't overinflated, the pin would have no effect. And now we're going to pump more air into the balloon after the balloon has burst. The last time the balloon burst was in 2008. The Fed doubled down on printing money. The pin in this case is COVID-19. The worst thing that can happen to someone's money isn't the loss of a little bit of their investments. The worst thing is hyperinflation. We've seen it throughout history. One of the founding principles of the United States of America, enshrined in the Constitution, was the notion of not printing money. They remembered, only a year earlier, what the Continental had done to debase the currency. We saw it in the Weimar Republic in Germany from 1919 until 1933. Germany was licking its wounds after the defeat in the First World War. The country was focused on reconstruction and it lacked the resources to fund it. When the printing of money happens, with complete abandon, the problems multiply. It caused the collapse of the Roman Empire. On March 23rd of this week, the Prime Minister of Canada tabled a motion in Parliament that would give the Finance Minister extraordinary powers until December 31st of 2021. That mandate would give the finance minister the power to raise taxes, to lower taxes, to spend money in any way that he sees fit for the benefit of the Canadian people. Now, if that doesn't alarm you, it should. The problem with printing money is that it's inflationary. The increase in prices is not inflation. That's actually the symptom of the inflation. The inflation itself is the inflation of the money supply. And as soon as you start down that path, 
it feels like the responsible thing to do. After all, extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures. The deficits are rationalized as temporary. They'll be made up during the boom times. And little by little, government becomes addicted to the temptation to perform a politically expedient move and kick the can down the road. Each hit of cash feels great. It feels like a hit of cocaine to the cocaine addict. But eventually the patient becomes resistant to the drug. Each time, it takes more and more of the drug to have the same effect. The effect of inflation is to wipe out purchasing power for those on fixed income. It has the effect of wiping out savings, and it has the effect of wiping out debt. It's a wholesale devaluation of the currency. And while it's happening, the short-term impact feels positive. Asset prices increase. Remember, the best-performing stock market in the past decade was Venezuela. That is, at least until their economy collapsed. Here, too, the culprit was hyperinflation, fueled by the printing of money. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.